This is the Emergency Medical Minute, sponsored by Mile High Ambulance. The Emergency Medical Minute is excited to announce that we are now offering AMA, PRA, Category 1 credits via online course modules. To access these and for more information, visit our website at www.emergencymedicalminute.com backslash CME-courses, or simply click on the link in our show notes and create an account. Okay, very simple. Patient we see frequently, um, uh, cirrhotic, uh, um, in-stage liver disease, alcoholic, abdominal pain, distended, wants to be tapped, but also has a temperature of like 100.5 and is a little more confused than usual. So, you know, we pretty much do the same workup all the time on these folks. And part of that workup is uh, evaluating them to see if they have uh, spontaneous bacterial peritonitis. So, you know, we tap a lot of people. A lot of times we do it for their comfort, um, but we end up sending that, sending that um, ascites fluid uh, to look for infection as well. And we don't see it that often. We used to see it more often, I feel like, but uh, still something important to look at. So uh, SBP, uh, spontaneous bacterial peritonitis, is exactly what it says. It's, it's peritonitis, it's infection in the ascites fluid that's not from a treatable surgical source. So usually if you had peritonitis, it's going to be from some kind of bowel perf like appendicitis or uh, diverticulitis or a perforated bowel. Uh, This is without something that can be treated surgically that's seen. Uh, It's almost exclusively seen in our cirrhotic patients. So when you do see a patient uh, with increased with cirrhosis, a lot of ascites, abdominal pain, fever, altered mental status is another another common presenting complaint. Um, uh, That's when you want to think about it. We, when we evaluate it, we sample that ascites fluid. We look at the cell count and differential. It's going to be increased white cells, particularly polys and neutrophils. We also look at, obviously, a culture, a gram stain. You can, you can check things like uh, amylase, uh, LDH, um, glucose as well to look at that picture. Why is it important is because uh, these people have a lot of morbidity and mortality. The normal infectious agents are usually gut flora like um, E. coli or Klebsiella, but you can have strep and staph. Um, uh, these folks, when they're, when they're actually infected, uh, 30 or 40% of them will go on to have renal failure. A lot of them can become septic. Uh, if you have septic shock with SBP, your in-hospital mortality is like 60 to 80%, so it's really high. Um, remember, these patients already have a really high uh, in-hospital mortality for non-infectious causes as well, up to 20% just because of their, uh, their other medical conditions. Um, Usually very treatable with antibiotics. Uh, typically, first line is a third, gef- third generation cephalosporin. Cephotaxim two grams is typical. Sometimes people will use Amp and Gent. Uh, uh, Levaquin's been used as well. Um, occasionally, you see a patient that comes in who's on prophylactic antibiotics for SBP. It's controversial whether it works or not, but it's usually for those patients with recurring episodes, and typically they're going to be on something like Bactrim or Cipro. So something we see often, just kind of a little review. Thanks. 
The Emergency Medical Minute would like to thank our sponsor, Swedish Medical Center, for helping fund our nonprofit organization and make this podcast possible. Donations are essential to our organization to cover operational costs and fund the creation of our online courses offering AMA, PRA, Category 1 credits. So if you enjoy our show, and if you're able to make a one-time or recurring donation towards our organization, any amount is helpful. Please click the link in our show notes to make a donation. Thank you for listening.